1: Blog Talk Radio. When well, coming up well, on one. Damn.
0: what the hell is that about? <clears throat> you give it a minute. Yeah, uh, pull it down and make it reset. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. No, don't, don't close it. Yeah. don't close it. This is how you pull it down, you see the little tool the thing? You going going let it, it see. What's
0: Can we that yeah, one just show a story? Come on, they might be listening to us. on am sure. The spots that I'm hiding in, blacking out. I shoot back, fuck getting hit. This is my hood, I'm a rapper to the depth of it. To everybody, come on, little niggas is grown. hood rat don't abortion your boom For one sin, matter of fact, maybe more than one back at all the against me Fuck all of All powers to oppress people African power to an African people And black power It's your brother Yang Kruma. People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination Man, we are having a time Trying to get the, uh, the show together I got a lot of people here trying to help me uh thank the creator it's a little difficult doing the show traveling but you know the old, as the old adage says the show must go on go on and that's what we're attempting to do how's everyone doing it's good to come to you again <clears throat> excuse me on my sunday we're coming uh once again it's people's black panther party for self-determination i'm your host chairman yang and my week to host and this week we're we're talking on what does the future look like for Black America what does the future look like for black america and are we prepared for any such future that we're talking about it looks like but one of the reasons i wanted to know what the future looks like for black america i couldn't think of any more fitting time to have a discussion like this to discuss this topic than the first month of 2020 and as we all know people were saying 2020 was the year of clear vision it was the year of you know clarity and certainty and all of these other things that they had attributed to 2020 being. But what did any of that look like? What will make 2020 different for black America than 2019? Do we have some different proposals? Are there uh, different plans? You know, are we even, as individuals, doing things differently in our life that that will affect a different outcome? So what does the future look like for us? What does the future look like you for an individual and us collectively? I think this is a very important thing, a very important thing to ask ourselves. What's funny is when we look back at 2019, and I look back, and coming from my personal experience <clears throat> and just personal observation and reflection, 2019 to me was a year of reaction. That's not necessarily a bad thing if the reaction uh, is for a purpose, which I think it was. We saw 2019 was full of just senseless killing of unarmed black people, men and women. Uh, 2019, I think, brought us some some, some uh, uh, economic hardships. Some would say, though, under Trump, 2019 brought economic prosperity, and it brought more jobs to minorities and things of that nature. So, you know, you out there in the listening in the audience, May have a different opinion of what 2019 held for us and how the future looks for us as Black America. Believe it or not, I've been talking to some people, and there are actually some Black African Trump supporters. You know, they felt like that Trump coming in uh, was a good thing, and the impeachment of Trump and the ousting of Trump, really would just usher in more BS. They feel like that the Democratic Party is just a, a, a bunch of party of liberals, and liberalism to a, to a very large degree has hurt black people. Has we've seen how it has affected us morally and ethically by um, what I like to call social, fascist, social fascism, by our accepting anything in our any and everything in our community for the sake of being politically correct. Uh, so we see. You know, how certain blind allegiance to parties make us, um, what do they call that thing when you commit a crime, an accomplice? It makes us an accomplice to sometimes morals and ethics and practices that aren't advantageous for black African communities. So I do feel where a lot of, their, where a lot of my more conservative brothers and sisters were coming from. But, you know, so what does the future look like for those more conservative people or for you more brothers and sisters out there that are conservative or have more of a religious tint? You know, we're getting more towards where, um, like I said, moral and ethics aren't the order of the day anymore. You know, it's politically correct to live and let live, to allow people to do and be all that they want to be. Are we prepared for this as a people? One of the things that I think has bothered me When we talk about future, let's talk about future. I'll start it off. Where do I see us going from the future? And again, before I go into, let me give the let me give our call out signal. Remember, this is the Black Panther Party for people's Black Panther Party for self determination. Your brother Yang and Kruma, please. We're talking about where we're going to go in. What what does the future look like for Black America, and how we prepare for it? Please call in, share. Like I'm always saying this is our program program for us to you know kick it and to share some ideas and to build together on this thing the future for me <clears throat> what i'm what I'm seeing the direction we're going, what's bothering me is I see the new victim of white supremacy, exploitation, abuse, and uh just every other suppression and oppression. I see the new victim of the black community and that new victim. And what concerns me about this, it concerns me when, when any of us are victimized as black African people. It concerns me when any of us are victimized. But what really concerns me is this victim of the latest victim of black society um, is probably one of our more helpless victims, and that's our children. That's our children. This is what concerns me. I was watching a program the other day, the DTTO show. Great program. If you haven't caught it, please check it out. Very informative. It's not just is it informative. It's also, you know, it's humorous. So while they're laying some heavy things on you, some things to be thinking about in our community and in our society, they, you know, they dress with humor. Not so much humor that is clownish and it isn't serious, but enough humor to kind of take some of the weight because some of the issues are very heavy. And they had a program on yesterday, and they had the sister on there. And her son, is happening in Lothonia, in Georgia, Atlanta, uh, Lothonia, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta, where I happen to be at, stay at. Uh, and, and so this is why it struck home. And her son had an escape, an abduction att- uh, attempt. Her 13-year-old son had escaped an abduction attempt by this white male in the community, and, you know, she's bringing awareness to this, and we see, you know, our children being snatched up, and our hashtag was uh, not my baby. And this was reminiscent of the case, not in the sense that the the case that we're handling in Vance County, Henderson, North, North Carolina, is a case of a child being abducted, but it is a case of child abuse. It is the case of the victimization and the assault of a child. And we're starting to find that happen frequently. And my problem with some of these cases, like I'm sitting here, you know, I'm in my travel, so I'm watching the local news here. And in the local news here, two young men break into this home, uh, maybe the homeowner or something, confronts them and they shoot and kill a two-year-old girl, and one of them has already taken a plea for manslaughter to be able to turn state's evidence against his crime partner. Here's where I have a problem even with that. I feel like when a crime happens against our children, they he shouldn't even been able to – they shouldn't have given him an offer of a plea. I don't care if you – them, and you got the bullet that comes from one of the guns, and both of them in the commission. When it comes to our children, we have to demand the stiffest penalties that the law will afford. If the law is saying, my thing is, I would love to tell the laws turn the negroes over to us. Let us have the negroes. Turn the blind black eye. That's what I say. Turn a blind black eye. You say, lady justice wears the veil. Well, tell the tell the tell the bitch to tie a tighter. You see and let her tie a veil tighter and allow us to handle criminals that perpetrate crimes or handle these people that perpetrate crimes against black community. Since we know you're not going to allow that, then what we as the people here should demand are the toughest, stiffest penalties that their courts hold when one of our children are victimized, assaulted, sexually abused, harmed in any kind of way that is intentional and will destroy them, if not physically, psychologically, for the rest of their life. This is what I'm scared the future holds for for me. Why? Listen, like the case that I'm working on in Vance County, Henderson, North Carolina, check out the case. If you're not familiar with the case, the child resource officer slammed a young man Twice. The first time he slammed it, the young man had went unconscious and he slammed him again, causing the young man to have a concussion and hemorrhaging or hemotopia or something. I don't know the medical term. It translates to bleeding on the brain. And the Vance County insulted, not just insulted, not just uh, the parents. Of this young man, but the black population by only trying to charge this school resource officer, who happens to be a sworn public official, a sheriff, by trying to only charge this man with a misdemeanor crime. Man, you talk about insult to injury. You have slammed, you have brutalized, you have physically injured this child. Physically injured this child, brutalized this child. And now the state apparatus, the state, only wants to charge you with a misdemeanor. Why, we the people say that this is unacceptable. We the black advocacy in America and some bro- a brother and myself and a couple of other comrades who had heard about this case begin to raise noise about it. And thank you, brothers and sisters, who are participating, who are bringing awareness to this, who are sharing and reposting the posts that we put out there, who, are, who is, like I said before, bringing attention to this issue, to this most serious issue of our babies We appreciate all the support that we're getting And and once we went down there And we heard about this case And we went down there and began to draw awareness it's Like we told the DA, this is unacceptable We want these charges brought to, to uh, These misdemeanor charges brought up to felony charges So that it will make him ineligible To deal with the most vulnerable population of black society And that's our children We need to make sure that he is not eligible to work with any of our children, nor and and, in conjunction with. Because of that abuse of power, damn right he should be charged with a felony and never be allowed to work in any position of authority. I don't care if it's the county dog catcher. Don't let him catch a damn dog. I think that when you're dealing with our children that these type of measures have to be extreme and we the people must demand extreme measures. We have to. Because of the message you send out. So not only do you send a message out to the perpetrator that our children are okay pray. That is fine. To do what you want to do to our children. Look at the message that you're sending to the children. Here's my concern. We're talking about our future here. If we're talking about our future, we can be talking about our future and not talk about the babies got to talk about the babies because that's what, that's what the future consists of. So what message do you send to this baby when you brutalize the baby, when you harm the babies? And it has been reported that not only do they physically brutalize, do they uh, uh, torture these babies, but they also psychologically torture them by mocking them, by challenging the children to go get their parents. We dare your parents to do something. Go go tell your parents. What this sends is a message of helplessness and uh, just complete isolation and loneliness. You're by yourself, buddy. You're telling me that you can not only are you an authority, not only are you the big bad police, but you can brutalize me, you can hurt me, and I'm a child, mind you. You can brutalize me, you can harm me, and you can hurt me and then challenge me to go get an authority, go get another authority, go get the ultimate authority in my life, which should be my parent, and you're saying that they can't do anything. Why? What you're trying to do is raise a mindless, zombified, um, zombified so <clears throat> excuse me, so-called citizen. That's the only thing you're doing. You're trying to take, you're trying to make them so afraid of the state apparatus that if the state apparatus says jump, That the individual, that the future will come up and say, How high? That's what you're doing. You take away the sense of security and the sense of stability, a a sense of well being, knowing that you have that lighthouse, you have a beacon in the dark. Your parent. Why, there's nothing that should make you feel more secure than your parent. And so, when that is challenged, there you have it. You see what I'm saying? So this is is this what our future looks like? This is my concern. What's your concern? Please, our lines are open. You can hit us at our lines. Uh, you can ask on us 323-870-4191. Call it. Let me know what your concerns for the future are, if you have any concerns. What do you, does you think? Some people out there may think that the future is promising that it looks promising for black America. Why not? I'm sure, and I would love to hear why you feel that way, you know? And if you feel like that it's promising for black America, what have you done to prepare, to benefit, to uh, be able to reap some of the promise that you feel? And I would love for you to share with me because I would absolutely love to know how it looks better for us. Like I said, I don't know if it if twenty twenty looks so different to me that I think something so major is gonna happen. I think the biggest thing that's standing out to me now in the beginning of this new year is, like I said, I go back to the babies. This has been I was championing this cause before coming into um twenty twenty it started in twenty nineteen so it has been a big and it just seems as if everywhere I turn, I'm watching our children. excuse me, our young people being victimized. I'm watching our babies being uh, subject to the most horrendous treatment at the hands of adults, from physical to sexual to psychological. And I'm watching the indifference in us as a community. And it starts with the fact that it is happening uh, at the rate that it's happening. You know, someone told me now nah, it's just that we're putting it on Facebook more, and that the case, and that could be some truth to that. But the fact that it's happening at the rate that it's happening, uh, to me, speaks to some type of disconnect, some type of disconnect in the community. Somewhere, uh, you know, this—I don't want to say this behavior is acceptable, but this behavior has been accepted. I'm not saying it's acceptable. I'm saying it's accepted to where the predators are becoming emboldened. They're almost like challenging us. They're almost like taunting us to do something about it. That they're not hiding in the shadows anymore. They're not in the dark. You see? That they really have become... Uh, embolden to perpetrate their crimes. You know, and so it's going to take, here's how I'm preparing. I'm preparing not by only personally teaching my children what to be on the alert for, what to look out for, their position um, in America as black people, but right now particularly as black youth. That's part of my preparation and beginning. There's a brother and I, Shock and I, are trying to start, and I don't want to say the equivalent of like a Boy Scout, but beginning to work with young people to, like we said, not only to help them to understand how America looks at them, how America perceives them, which is very important, but also to prepare them with basic life skills that they have. Uh, with the basic life skills that they have, and to begin to foster communication um, to bridge some of this generational divide, to start to figure out why our culture, why we're seeing our young people reflect the culture that they're reflecting today. And I call it the sex drug culture. Anytime you can get rappers on, they're about Molly Percocet, Chase a Check, Don't Chase a Bitch, and Calling sisters out of their names and rapping about drugs and then get women calling themselves bitches and rapping about uh roofing themselves or mickey and themselves or you know using drugs and repeating the lyrics of debauchery and and just exploitation sexual exploitation towards their own gender. I know we're suffering them because eventually these women are gonna be mothers, and you start to see it when you start to see them bust the sex traffickers. Start looking at this, eight men, three women. You're starting to see more women uh, engaged in these type of crimes. that At first, even black people weren't engaging in. We're doing crimes now that had I'd heard on the news back in the day, I would have automatically known white people perpetrated them. With no way in the world you could have told me that somebody of black African descent perpetrated some of the crimes that are happening now. No way in the world. And now and 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 so I had to live through that whole thing of listening to these crimes and watching the news and seeing these melanated faces, seeing these black faces perpetrate these crimes that only devils, historically only devils have perpetrated. Now I'm watching, not only did I have to go the phase of watching our women begin to take on this masculine energy. Because I whatever reason, men in prison, homosexual ass Negroes, whatever reason, whatever these brothers were going through, that nature began to infuse in our women a very masculine energy to replace. Because this is how nature does. This is how nature does. Nature is not going to leave you deficient or deplete. Listen, example, look at someone who has lost their sight. Watch how nature will make their sense of hearing and smelling keen or more keen. So this is what nature does. Nature helps you to adapt by enhancing other things. So if you don't have any men around, if you don't have any masculine energy around, if you don't have – you just got males. See, there's a difference between masculine energy and males. A male is a swinging penis. But when you don't have masculine energy around, nature – and there's things that masculine energy has to do to keep a uh to keep some things in rotation you know there's a need for masculine energy believe me to keep some things in rotation then that masculine energy will begin to manifest itself in other ways yeah so and that would help in some. That would help in some. Um, so we we'll begin to do some things in some real ways. So we we find. Oh, I lost my thought. <laughs> so we find when our, our people. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fam. I lost my thought. I know that I'm going towards uh, the the women stepping up. Not women stepping up. That the energy. The type of energy. Right. The masculine. You know what? I can't even remember where I was trying. There was a point I was trying to go with it. So, so what it is? Okay. So I'm checking this, looking at my messages. And a message was let me see my message. Would I suggest that? Would I suggest Saturday school for the youth in regards to their history and survival skills in the near future? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I would absolutely uh, suggest Saturday schools. You know, and and listen, and it doesn't take much to start a Saturday school. Let me say about a Saturday school. You can just do it a couple hours a day. A couple hours a day, work on some things, just anything to begin to reverse the process of the neo-colonialism that they that they getting every day of the week. You begin to reverse that process, you can begin to do it like that. So I absolutely, I absolutely would recommend Saturday schools. Anything to begin to teach the babies. Anything to begin to teach the babies. I would recommend that. Um other things for the near future. In fact, let's I tell you what, this is what we're gonna do. Cause I am traveling I'm doing it, playing it by ear. Let's take a quick. We're gonna take a quick five-minute break. Let's go to the I'm going to go to the music real quick. Get situated and come right back at you for the last couple minutes of the show. I appreciate it. everybody tuning in. Just hold tight and enjoy the ride.
1: the world, I fight you, I fight myself, I fight God to tell me how many burdens left, I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept, I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep, life is living hell, puddles of blood in the street, shooters on top of the building, government aid and relief, earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks, the poor run with smoke lungs and scarred face, who need a Hero.
0: all powers to oppress people, black power to black people, and African power to African people. It's your brother, Yang and Kruma. People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. Back at you. Had to take a quick break to get everything in order. We're talking about what does the future look like for black America? What what does the future look like for black America? And are we prepared for this future? I was talking about, before the break, I was talking about um, the babies. Which I know to be a very big part of the future, concentrating on those babies, getting the babies, and it seems from just a little recap of what you know what we're looking at, it seems like the babies have become the new victim of America, started with the black man, then you know went straight to our black woman. And now it seems like that they're coming after our babies and why not? I mean they tested the water with us in that order, black men, black women and now the black babies. We have to be prepared for that. We have to have a response to the things that's going on to our babies. I mean we have to at some point a line draw at some point in time draw a line in the sand. We have to say enough is enough. We have to really wake up to the fact that we have to come together as a race, that it is about the continuity, it is about the continuation of us as a black African people here in America and melanated people in America. And until we really come to this understanding, we will always be in the throes, the to and froes, the back and forth. So we have to come to this understanding that this is what we have to do. You know, And this is the only way to ensure a healthy, vibrant future for black America. I think that we also, black America, has to start issuing a list of demands. Start having demands, and not just demands for white America. Too many times we get offset and off by thinking that we have to demand of something of white America and, and wait for some response from white America, but demand from yourself and demand from your, con, your contemporaries uh, or your peer group. Have demands for them. Really, black nationalism and self-determination is about taking control of the self. You begin to master things that you can immediately master, along with the sickness of escapism that I think that we as African people practice. is We also practice uh, blameism, scapegoatism, not just escapism for ourselves. We practice scapegoatism. It is so much easier to look to see why we don't have what we have. Listen, if after four hundred seventy five, five hundred years of oppression and the same tricks of the devil, we don't know what we don't what we don't have, man, then something is wrong with us. You know, we know what we don't have, and we know why we don't have it. So now it's time to become solution oriented. It doesn't mean the problem's going to change overnight it just means when we're, we're done belly moaning and and bed about this shit let me use my favorite example group those Jewish people you know I love to use Jewish people as an example anybody that knows me knows I love to revert back to the the Jewish people as an example because we find what we find in uh them in of uh, a, a practice in a, a character of a practice was resolve that they that they had that they had taken a tragedy and vowed to never allow that tragedy to happen again. So now, before even that tragedy would get to that magnitude, that it would get to that height, if they see something reminiscent of what brought that tragedy on, they raise holy hell. Why you can't talk about a damn Jew without a Jew calling you anti-Semitic, without the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, and the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL, and all these other damn groups labeling you anti-Semitic and a hate group. I've personally been put in the damn thing. See my picture one of them one time. It, amazed me. it tickled me because I never thought I was anti I have never given two flying fucks about a Jew to let alone be, be put in a category as uh, anti-Semite. You know, and all of this other foolishness. But what they do, but I do understand the tactic of that. What they will begin to do if they think you are reminiscent, if they think you resemble anything that was, um, uh, you know, and I hate to even use my name in the same breath with some of these people, but anything that is familiar to Nazi Germany or to that guy Hitler or something like that, listen, they're putting you on a, a list. They got red alerts and all kind of stuff. Popping up Because they won't go through again Not you and I though Not you and I You and I's, I's Try to listen It ain't even 60, 70 years old We still have people living amongst us Who can remember the discrimination blatantly Can remember cutting down Loved ones from trees Still walking amongst us today It's not over The atrocities that happened to us As a people are not over 100 years old And we have a short memory we suffer from Negro amnesia. It's easier to forget. See, it's easier to love your enemy. So you buy into that doctrine. This is what your future looks like. Your future looks more the same because you're buying into more of the same BS. You buy into the doctrine of love your enemy. You buy into the doctrine of forgive and forget. You buy into the whole doctrine of, oh, that was a long time ago. While you're trying to forgive and your psyche won't allow you to forgive, you're still suffering psychological and emotional scars from it. You don't believe me. It's You can bear witness just in your everyday practices, in your attitudes towards one another. You bear a psychological scar every day you wake up in the morning and call yourself a European name and speak a European language. You don't think a dog would be a crazy dog or a dog with some type of damage if he didn't wake up every day and bark like a uh, meow like a cat? You would think that was the weirdest dog. So you, your black African self, walking around here speaking English, and I know what you're saying. Well, there's Africans that speak five languages, but amongst those languages that they speak is their native tongue. is their native tongue. This is why I love my Pan-African, bro. Listen, and I'm Pan-Africanist, but I love my Repatronist, Moorish, comedic, over-the-top brothers and sisters. I, I call it a little bit of escapism, or maybe even a lot of escapism, because you're so quick to holler what you're not. I'm not American. I'm not this. I'm not that. But you, everything about you speaks that even the language that you're professing what you're not to be is in the language that you're professing not to be. What you're professing not to be, you're professing in the language that you're professing not to be. This is the state of black Africans here in America. The confusion of that alone should keep us so angry and so dissatisfied and so frustrated that our separating and becoming a nation of our own should be a priority. You hear what I say? The fact that when you look in the mirror and don't know who you are should be fuel enough to inspire you to get away from such a monster that would have done anyone like that. Would you hang out with a kidnapper? Would you hang out with a murderer? Would you hang out with a killer and a rapist, a thief, a liar, a conniver? This is what I ask you, would you do? You say you wouldn't, yet you break your neck to emulate and to assimilate the very people that had did those things to you. Ask yourself, what is your future hold? Until you begin to ask the tough questions and say that I have to change this thing drastically, that I better change myself drastically or I'm going to find myself in a world of trouble, your future will hold more of the same that your past did. So, And I'm trying to keep time with you, brothers and sisters, because I don't think it's a hard question. I don't think it's one that you really have to be labor. I don't think it's one that really has to be thought about a lot. I just think that it's one that has to be enacted on. The fact that I know that a lot of us think about changing our future is the very fact that, listen, when New Year's comes around, what do we do? We always have these New Year's resolutions to make. We always want to change some things. So there's this innate uh, tingle in us. There's this innate thing in us that makes us want to change for the better. I think it's called evolution. I think that it's called we evolve. Any heightened, intellectually heightened being will want to evolve for the better. In fact, nature will make them evolve for the better. They will just stop doing the androtholic caveman type shit. You're just going to naturally evolve for the better. So we, it's, it's in us to want to evolve. So we have to make clear declarations of what the future holds. And once we make a clear declaration of what we want for the future, if we make a clear, concise declaration of saying that we want liberation in the future, we want advancement, we want empowerment, whatever we're saying, clearly. Then we, I think, once that declaration is made, once that statement is made to the universe, our bodies will begin to make that action. Not only must we begin to walk in that action, but find companions who are going along the same path. In order to really think, bring things to fruition, you have to find companions that are going along the same path. If I had a car problem and my car was in need of repair. I wouldn't go to a plumber. I wouldn't try to go befriend a plumber. I wouldn't go the path with the plumber. So if you're going the path of black nationalism, liberation, freedom, advancement, self-determination for black people, you can't hang with niggas. You can't hang with anything that is counterproductive, That that is operating backwards. It's impossible. And if you say you can do it, you're only fooling yourself. 2020 is the time to be right and exact, man. Let's be real. If you still got them boys, sisters, if you still got them sisters that you're hanging with, and they're still encouraging, calling to the foolishness, calling to neocolonialism, calling to backward thinking, then you're not creating a bright future for yourself. You're just living in more foolish past shit. So companionship in in creating a bright future and moving forward is going to be very important. That's detrimental. It's very important and detrimental. So with that, I'm going to, you know what? And in fact, because I did my time trying to hang out for an hour, I got 17 minutes. But I'm going to cut myself some slack. I'm going to give myself 17 minutes short. But I do appreciate everyone hanging out, everyone listening to, um, calling in People's Black Panther Party for self-determination. I'm your brother, Yang Yankruma. Check us out next week. I think next week is Chief War's time. Check us out. I'm sure War is going to have a very interesting show. Going to be bringing the pain. Uh, Please check it out. uh, Call in, comment, and participate. With that, I leave you as I agree to all powers to the people, all powers to oppressed people, African power to African people, and black power.